Welcome to the Business Awards Show, where we share valuable information and secret nuggets to get your award entry notice by the judges for all the right reasons. Our weekly episodes also feature inspirational interviews with winners, judges and sponsors. So let's dive in and start your journey to award-winning success. Welcome to the Business Award Show. I'm Debbie Gilbert, the host of the Business Award Show and also the owner of the Best Business Women Awards. And today I am joined by Gitanjali Trevora Seymour, who is an executive coach and her business is High Definition U. And she is hot off of the awards winning trail because she has just won Best Coach in the Best Business Women Awards. Welcome, Geeta. Thank you, thank you. There it is, right there, pride of place. Um, next to my finalist ones, but yeah, it's still a bit surreal, actually, Debbie. It's like, oh, that was me. That was my name that was called. That was amazing. So I think what we need to start off with, um, you've had this business for 10 years. So let's start at the very beginning. So what made you set up the business? What made you want to be a coach? Very good place to start. I promise I won't sing all the way through. Um, yeah, what made me want to be a coach? It was actually by accident, um, which is what I often say to clients now is that listen to the people that are saying to you, you should try this, that you could say, oh, what would I, how could I do that? Or why would anyone pay me to do that? So I'd had 15 years in banking. Um, I was not responsible for the global financial crisis, just to say that wasn't me, not my bad. I was in middle to back office, um, although I did start in a sales role in banking. Um, and I was head of a particular area for the EMEA region at the time and, and all of the heads of the regions got cut and it was centralised back to the States. And it was one of those cliched moments of, you know, now I'm all grown up, what do I want to do? Having previously followed my passion, which was trained and worked as an actress. So that was life number one. Life number two was banking. And a friend of mine said, you should look at coaching and leadership development, to which I said, well, you know, what have I got to say about that? And why would anybody pay me to say anything? Massive year of self-doubt, literally turning down work. But do you think she'd spotted something in you yeah. that made her suggest that to you? So you'd obviously been, you know, she'd spotlighted you as a bit of a leader. There was something, I mean, I'd been a leader in my career, but the thought of actually coaching other leaders and then doing, you know, because we do coaching and training at high definition. So then running training programs and leadership development programs, I just thought, well, you know, that's not me. Yeah. Um, but it was one of those, and this is why I say it to clients all the time now, is just listen to the, I call it sort of your own wisdom and the whispers of the universe that are coming your way that might make you feel uncomfortable and bearing in mind, we talk a lot in my business with clients about confidence. Um, you know, I did not feel confident. I, that wasn't something I felt that I could do. So I did what a lot of particularly female leaders do, whether you're running your own business or you're still in corporate. And that was go and get more credentials. Mm -hmm. um, go get credentials before I charge anyone anything. Uh, yeah, but I want to stop you there just briefly for a moment, because coaching is an unregulated industry, is it not? Yeah. And this is where people can just spring up and go, oh, you know, I'm a coach. Yeah. And you didn't. You went ahead and got a proper co qualified coaching, you know, diploma. Or, I don't know. Tell everybody what you got. Yeah. What was your... So it, it was quite an intense year, actually. It was through the Academy of Executive Coaching. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm very, very um, grateful that I did it. I mean, there was no chance I wasn't going to, but I knew that I didn't want to bluff it or and certainly it's people's lives and careers and mindset and performance that are then in my hands so the last thing I wanted to do was just blag it um, and it was a brilliant um, experience incredibly robust there was a big exam well several exams along the way we had to talk about our coaching methodology and actually I remember um so I'm a big fan of chocolate let's just say that um but my uh coaching methodology in my exam written and the presentation was the model was around the everlasting gobstopper oh, really? in the chocolate factory so the idea being that there's multiple flavors and at any different time you're tasting something different mm-hmm. but the experience is continuous and it's not depletive in any way. So you're continuing to experience the gobstopper, but the journey and the growth. And I didn't really know how much that meant to me until recently. And I listened to Pure Imagination from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And I have been singing that song to my kids since they were born. (laughs) Little did I know, I mean, I won't go into it now, but re-listen to that. And what I realized is that's deeply at the heart of the work that we do, not just me, but my coaches in the world in terms of helping people to transform their lives and their experience of, of, of this experience. So got the coaching qualification, then what yeah. did you do? Tell yeah, still more. had a lot of self-doubt and saying no and, you know, can I coach at that level? Can I do that training program? Can I deliver that on my own? I partnered with people early on. Um, that's also something that I definitely advise when you're in that level of self-doubt, not that you need it, but um that was an interesting experience. And then I, I, I mean, it's been 10 years, but I really only feel like in the last three years that I could really say that I had a business that I have, and actually awards probably pay a part of that, um, that I was an entrepreneur because it was really me for the majority of the time. And, and I had associates working for me when I had global contracts with some of the banks but it was predominantly me. And now I have a team. Now I look at it as a business mm. rather than it's me delivering this stuff and how much will they pay for me and how much will mm-hmm. I charge? You know, all that stuff that goes through your head mm-hmm. when you're making those decisions, when you're used to, as I was, being paid a salary in corporate um, and a bonus, which was kind of like, oh, mate, if I do this, I might get a bonus. But actually when it's up to you mm. and you're running your own business and you're calling the shots, as you well know, as your listeners do too, I'm sure. Mm. Those kind of decisions can be quite crippling. Um, So what's the next steps for High Definition U? Where do you see the business going? Well, I'm very, as you all know, um, very passionate about what we do. And I don't know where it came from a couple of years ago, but I had this moment of wanting to somehow, I don't know how, impact one billion, with a B, lives (laughs) um, in my lifetime. If it doesn't happen in my lifetime, that's also okay. So where to for us is really creating, well, I'm calling it democratizing coaching because what I saw in my career and what I've seen as an executive coach and then my coaches coach more middle management, you know, entrepreneurs who have a a certain size team is that that level of coaching one-to-one is only really available at a certain level for a certain budget and that really peeves me off I'm not going to swear on the podcast but (laughs) but when you know when you know the difference that it can make in somebody's life personally as well as professionally 
to themselves, their families, their balance, their sanity, their motivation, their sense of reward, their sense of meaning, personally and professionally, there's this thing inside me that has wanted to take the business in a direction where we're able to then create coaching access for all at all age at all stage at all level across industry whether you're an entrepreneur or you're a manager or just starting out in a corporate career so that's really where we're going we still have one-to-one executive coaching one-to-one leadership coaching underneath that we still run our training programs which are incredibly impactful and we adore not just um because well-being and emotional agility has been big, but all of the other ones around brand and communication, around impact and influence, productivity, motivation, leadership, culture, all the things that we know are crucial. But actually this piece is really very close to my heart right now. So how can we say to anyone that's listening that you have access to coaching? So we're launching our inner circle which mm-hmm. until now has been a, a an invitation only, very, very small. You've had to have had one-to-one coaching. So we're opening that up right now, actually, in a month, end of this year. I don't know when this will go out, but um, in December 2021. And that, for me, is going to fulfill that, will go towards fulfilling that mission mm-hmm. of giving people the, the coaching and the community that I know, not just for myself professionally but from my own experience of having a coach and and my own coaching community um, um, it changes everything brilliant i oh, shall look forward to seeing the details for that sounds very exciting it's your way oh now next uh let's talk about business awards because this is what the podcast is all about mm-hmm. um so i really want to take you back to 2018 2019 somewhere around then when you first decided to enter business awards what was the thought process behind that why did you put that onto your well it was a good friend of mine um Karen Campbell actually that again it's a bit like now that I'm saying it for the first time sort of tapped me on the shoulder and said you should look at entering awards it's a bit like my friend Alyssa who said you should look at coaching and leadership development and I had the same reaction funnily enough of like oh who am I to have an award or enter an award and what would I have to say on that award entry so it's really quite similar but taking my own advice I listened and I thought okay well let's have a look at it curiosity underlies everything at high definition use I'm like okay I'm curious let's have a look And actually, having said that, I really was starting to take myself seriously. It really did coincide with that because what it did for me when I looked at it was it made me look at my business as a business Mm. rather than, oh, I'm saying yes to this. I'm doing that. You know, we're doing this great work with that, you know, with AIG or with Northern Trust, with all these companies. But actually, I'm a business. And when I first looked at the form, I was like, oh, my God, how will I answer these? And what what would I say? Mm. I'm putting some of that female, um, again, obviously we work with both genders, but particularly at senior female leadership level, some of those, um, what I call rabbits jumping around saying, oh, well, you know, don't be boast about things you're doing. Don't be too big headed. Um, That was an interesting process for me through that first application. Um, But it wasn't done, to answer your question, with a... uh, a strategic element of I'm now going to start entering awards. It was a tap on the shoulder of like, you should look at this. Then I added curiosity plus a whole lot of courage. That is also a big part of high definition you to the mix. And then 
another element of high definition is to just done is better than perfect. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, let, let me do this. And the, the, I say this to people all the time, the process, like, thank you so much for, for having these awards because the process of reflection mm. of looking at, oh gosh, what do we do for clients and how do we change lives? And um, what is our voice and what is our message and what do clients say and what are our numbers and what is our market? It was really like took me back to my banking days of kind of a SWOT analysis. Of oh, it is definitely doing an award entry really is a, is a yeah. 360 degree review of your business. Yeah. And I sent it off and I had no idea how many entries there were. And I just thought, well, I've done it. Didn't expect to hear anything. And then I was a finalist you were? straight off. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was amazing. Um, I two categories in 2019. And that was the other thing yeah. is um, my coup, my operations director um, was looking at the other categories because obviously best coach was like best coach. And she said, what about most inspirational businesswoman? Right. Again, it was like, oh, really? Like, am I, could I, would I? Um, and so we did. Again, we just said, okay, well, you know, let's, we never say what's the worst that can happen at high definition. We say, what's the best that can happen? What's oh, I love that saying. What's the best that can happen? Yeah. That's a great saying. Always BPO, BPO, best possible outcome. Um, so we entered, and I was, I was a finalist in that in 2019. And then in 2020, I was a finalist in both exactly. of them. Exactly. But you were also a finalist in the National Business Women Awards as well, which is another awards program. And what was that for? What categories were that? That for? was for Best Coach. And actually it was, um, it, they don't call it Most Inspirational Businesswoman. Yes, I think they do. Mm. Um, most Inspirational Businesswoman. Um, and the same again this year, actually. So, um, so you'd had two years of entering awards and being finalist or yeah. winner. Um, what made you do it for a third time? Like, you know, some people start to think, yeah. oh, well, I'm never going to win because I'm always, a, you know, I'm always the bridesmaid, never the bride. <laughs> That's the saying <laughs> that someone's once said to me about awards. Um, what made you do it again for a third time? So in my acting career I failed um, and we talk about failure a lot at high definition and one of the reasons I know that I failed and it wasn't because of talent because I was top of my class at drama school and that's not said in an arrogant way it's said in a kind of let's look at the reality of this is one of the things that I lacked was tenacity and determination and self-belief mm. so again you know eating my own cooking I was like okay well we could just say it's done and it didn't happen and that's okay but there is a level of tenacity that goes with, and I say it to my kids all the time, like T for tenacity. And again, it wasn't in a, I'm going to keep going until I win. It was, oh, what's the best possible outcome? Like, what's the best thing that could happen? Um, and also, again, to the idea of the SWAT is it did make us pause after a pretty critical year for everyone and say, actually, let's look at this again, because the last two years, um, it was never the same entry, but, you know, there were relatively stable circumstances. Then it's like, well, actually, let's look at the business again. And with this light shining on it of, of um, this award lens, and it was an opportunity to do that. And by then it was less of the, oh, make it all exactly and put this and that. So it felt so much um, faster as well and I will say that to people if you're thinking about entering the award it might feel like any awards hard work the first time because you're, you're pulling all of that information together you're second guessing as possibly you know what you're saying and which testimonial and, and things like that 
but then actually the second time was a little bit easier and then the third time again um, each time you're pulling in new uh, you know testimonials or products in our case of services that we're offering it was just with the idea that let's just keep going and and see what happens I mean of course you know, I have always practiced like, thank you for my Oscar. Like, uh, <laughs> since I was a kid, so there was still that that like, oh, maybe this will be my year. Um, and well, then, how did it feel when your name was called? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's surreal. Obviously, Amy, who is my coo, came with me. Tim, my husband's come to the last couple of years of, of various awards, but she came this year. And I mean, you know, Gitanjali Trevorrow Seymour. Growing up, whenever there's a pause right before something like a school roll or anything like that I'm like oh it's me it's me like they can't say my name <laughs> and Mindy marvelous Mindy Gibbons Klein was presenting it um and funnily enough she had been at our table so I knew she knew my name she didn't but, know you'd won though <laughs> no, no, no no but I did practice <laughs> when there was a pause I'm like oh could it be um, literally just been oh she knows my name so when there was a pause it was one of those like childhood moments of like I think it's me. It's me. And then it was so I said to Amy afterwards, I'm so sorry. Like when I win an Oscar one day, I clearly am not going to turn to Tim and kiss him because I just ran up to the stage. Like, <laughs> didn't even turn to thank her. She is integral to the success of the business now. I don't know how I ran it for seven years without her, but um, or grew it for that matter. So it felt so just delicious and delightful and um kind of humbling and exciting and uh just yeah one of those sort of surreal moments in your life where you go oh yeah and no one can take it away from me like I, like it, I get coach. it absolutely it's a title yeah. that you will always yeah. have yeah so a lot of the people that listen to our podcast are business owners themselves um and one of the things we like to share on here is a couple of nuggets of um advice as you've run your business for 10 whole years um if someone's maybe struggling a little bit in their business right now or needing a bit of added inspiration is there anything you'd love to share oh mm. well just a couple of things oh yeah you're about. like here you go. she's got like a 30 minute speech ready to go um a couple of things one is um take note of how much time you're spending in the future and how much time you're spending in the past that's a good piece of advice we've not had that one before that's really good yeah and mm. and what you want to do is have the major percentage be in the present yeah I think that's really good if you're really analytical with your business you can do a whole like graph of like what is the percentage of my thinking time in the future and the past but even bringing awareness to that and then dropping down into the present mm -hmm. and you can do that simply by being grateful uh brings you into the present moment and the second, if I can only have two, you're so mean to me. Um, the second, I really, you know, I mean, I practice everything that that I and we preach, but actually I just boiled some eggs downstairs, so it's quite pertinent, is the same boiling water that softens the potato hardens the egg. Oh, yeah, good. It's not the circumstances no. that are going to make the difference in your business or your life hmm. it's what you're made of and that whoever is listening to this that is completely 100% in your control hmm. what you're made of and hmm. that's the wondrous journey that we get to go on as business owners to discover who we are and the wisdom that we uniquely never to be born again 
are going to bring into this world. Oh, wow, that's lovely. That's a really lovely thing to share with everybody. Thank Finally, you. if people are thinking of entering business towards they've never done it before, and they're thinking, sitting there thinking, is this right for me? I don't know what to do. What would your advice be to them? Speak to someone who has done it before. Mm -hmm. If you look at it cold, it might feel overwhelming. Um, and and buy them a cup of coffee or an espresso martini. If it's me, <laughs> it's espresso martini, people. Um, and and have a chat with them because that will it's like the Wizard of Oz. It will just pull back the curtain so you can see actually it's it's not all mystical and magical. There is a there is a, a way to do it, and it doesn't have to be scary. Mm, brilliant advice, lovely. Do it. Don't procrastinate on it. I hate the Nike slogan of just do it, but... Um, What's your saying? Share it with everybody at the end, close off. What was the saying that you came up with earlier? What's the best thing that can happen? The best thing that can happen. The exactly. best thing that can happen. And it you might, think about the worst thing. Exactly. The yeah. What's the best <laughs> thing? And it might just be that you get to know yourself and your business a little bit better. Yeah, I think if that, to me, is one of the most valuable exercises of entering awards, I was rejected the first year I ever entered business awards, didn't get anywhere, you know, got the rejection letter, because it was letters in those days, <laughs> and um, I felt crushed, I was like, oh my god, this is terrible, I'm obviously a terrible business person, and uh, just a conversation with somebody else who knew me, who actually was very involved in the awards industry and wrote business award entries and all sorts. And she was like, I bet, I bet you didn't mention this, this, this and this, did you? And I was like, no, I didn't. And she was like, right, <laughs> you just got to put yourself out there again and make sure you get down to that detail and mention all of these other things that you do and all these other things that you've achieved. Because we're not shortchange ourselves don't we and that's also part of you know through each of our entries you're, you're then going to your clients and saying hey you know what is it what's changed and it's a great opportunity to firstly build your bank of testimonials but also to hear the stuff that you don't yet know that someone in that way that I was like taps you on the shoulder and say hey yeah but you're doing this and how about that because we're so deep into things in our business that uh, we don't always take time to pause and celebrate the great stuff and it can pass us by so quickly. So entering an award makes you pause. This is what it did for me anyways, pause. Um, and bearing in mind that we, that's one of our C's facets at high definition is celebrate and celebrate it. Not because I was finalist or uh, a winner, but actually just celebrate what it is that we're doing and doing that, as you said, with someone else. And there are people, you know, Karen was there in the first year for, to help us with the the award nominate uh, the entry so there are there's people that can help you with that um but it takes you taking the first step and knowing that if you get the metaphoric letter the actual you know the rejection in an email these days that the boiling water is the boiling water but it doesn't yeah. change who you are no it doesn't it doesn't 100 percent. so thank you for leaving us on that really positive note it's been great talking to you today Gita and we thank wish you. you every success in the future I think you're up for another award this year before the award I am yeah, yeah. it's today is the uh when's the final Friday is it Friday it's Friday Friday oh. yeah so I'm so soon we'll be keeping yeah. our fingers crossed for you make space make some space and just <laughs> <laughs> brilliant well good luck with that and thank, thank you for joining us today take care bye thanks for listening to the business awards show 
If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and post about it on social media or leave a rating or review. To catch all of the latest information and show notes, please go over to our website, businessawardshow.co.uk. Thank you.